This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, October 21st. I'm Nyla Boot. Here's what you need to know today. Netflix workers stand up for the trans community. Plus, President Biden's plans for vaccinating kids against COVID. But first, a new position of power for American workers is today's one big thing. Across the country, American workers are angry, demanding better pay and conditions. In a few minutes, we'll be talking about worker discontent at Netflix, including a walkout yesterday in support of transgender people. But first, since last week, some 10,000 John Deere workers have been on strike in Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, Colorado, and Georgia after rejecting a pay raise that didn't go above 6%. It's the largest strike of the pandemic, but it's not the only one. As we face a worker shortage across industries, what is the bargaining position for workers right now? Axios business reporter Courtney Brown is here to help answer that. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Nyla. Courtney, we keep hearing about this major labor shortage. How much of that is because people are fed up with the conditions they're working under? Well, it's certainly not helping the situation from an employer standpoint. Because there is this labor shortage, there are few skilled workers available to kind of backfill the workers who are going on strike. That's kind of a plus from their perspective. Because employers can't find workers to backfill the ones who are on strike, well, that means maybe they're more willing to meet the workers where they are in terms of the types of demands that would put them back on on the assembly line. We mentioned John Deere. What other labor strikes are we seeing and what are workers asking for? Really, it spans across industries. So John Deere is a farm equipment maker. Kellogg, cereal workers have walked off the job. You know, in Hollywood, there was just a massive strike that was averted where production workers were threatening to go on strike. It all comes down to better pay, better benefits and better work conditions. We're still in a pandemic where um, people are afraid of contracting the virus. These workers are working long hours because there's so much demand for the goods that they produce. So they feel like they're in a position to demand more because of this labor shortage, because it's so hard to find other workers who maybe won't have these same demands. The ones that have ended, what's the outcome been? Has that worked? In the case of Nabisco, whose workers were on strike for a few weeks, for example, they wanted a day off during the week and they were able to get some of their demands met. And that's a big deal because a lot of the economists and Wall Street analysts who I spoke to, because this is something that Wall Street is paying attention to, too, they say that you know, this is a trend and there's been a loss of bargaining power over the last few decades. And they see now as kind of this moment where workers are looking to reclaim some of that bargaining power. Axios is Courtney Brown. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Nyla. In 15 seconds, why workers at Netflix walked out yesterday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boudou. Netflix employees yesterday staged a walkout to protest how the streaming platform has handled the anti-transgender comments in Dave Chappelle's most recent stand-up comedy special. We spoke to Axios chief technology correspondent Ina Freed yesterday while she was at the Netflix headquarters in Los Gatos, California. Hey, Ina. Hi, Nyla. Ina, what were these walkouts like yesterday? So there were two of them, one in Los Angeles, which was larger and started a little bit earlier. Here at the company's headquarters in Los Gatos, it was a smaller group, several dozen people it looked like. It featured uh, someone from a transgender helpline that answers calls, that really sees the impact that these types of things have. We know that jokes about trans people have tangible impacts on our mental health. We see huge spikes in our call volume whenever trans people are being targeted by the media. And they're not asking that the content be taken down, but they are asking that perhaps there be a warning ahead of the content, perhaps a link to some other types of more positive transgender content that Netflix does carry. You know, we started today's podcast talking about a number of labor strikes happening across the country, employees asking for better pay and working conditions. Is this protest different? It's a little bit different, but it's not unrelated. I think we are hearing workers speaking out about the issues that matter most to them. And sometimes it's direct workplace conditions. And in tech, it's often a mix of workplace conditions, but also the impact of the products. For a lot of these other tech companies, it's algorithms, it's social media. Their products are having huge impacts. And the employees are quick to point out, here's where our products are doing harm. And I think that's something we're seeing, whether it's Google, Amazon, Facebook, and now Netflix, workers saying, we care about our own working conditions, but we also care about the impact our products are having on the world. Axios' chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed, from her car at Netflix headquarters in Los Gatos. Thank you, Ina. Thanks, Nyla. Also yesterday, Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos apologized for his initial response that Chappelle's stand-up comedy routine didn't directly cause any harm. Netflix also put out a statement in support of the workers who walked out, but have yet to respond to the organizers' demands. The FDA is set to meet next week to determine the safety of the Pfizer vaccine for children aged 5 to 11. With that in mind, yesterday the White House released its plan for vaccinating that age group against COVID-19, pending, of course, that approval. Marisa Fernandez is a healthcare reporter for Axios. Marisa, how is the White House proposing to quickly get kids vaccinated? Essentially, the announcement overall appears to put pressure on the federal health agencies to move this along. The Biden administration has purchased about 65 million pediatric doses. And so beginning today, states will be able to pre-order doses of the Pfizer vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. This is in advance of the FDA advisory committee meeting in late October. And then, of course, the CDC advisory meeting following. So shots could begin going into arms pending that approval as early as November, the first week. States are going to be able to, you know, order uh, about 300 doses to 100 doses at a time. 
And that's to make sure that it's conducive for pediatric offices, doctor's offices, places where parents can ask questions. But there's also going to be, the White House said, about tens of thousands of retail pharmacies that are already going to be administering um, shots to adults are going to transition to kids. And then, of course, there's a couple hundred school and community centers that will be funded through FEMA to kind of help speed things along as well. Do we know how successful vaccination efforts were for 12 to 18-year-olds? Starting the week of October 18th, we know from the American Academy of Pediatrics that 46% of children ages 12 to 15 and 54% of adolescents aged 16 to 17 were fully vaccinated against COVID. Marisa, how is the White House addressing vaccine hesitancy among parents? So they're going to be doing a lot of marketing campaigns and partnerships with community leaders, a lot of schools, and they're really going to be leaning in to doctors to have those conversations with parents. Hey, did you get your flu shot? Hey, your kid is up for his tetanus today. Let's also talk about the COVID piece, like selling that immediately while they're in the doctor's office for those yearly physicals that we see that kids need in order to qualify for sports, for just requirements in general for their school district, they're going to be really leaning on those groups. Axios is Marisa Fernandez. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you so much. And one more big vaccine update. The FDA yesterday authorized boosters for Moderna and J&J for adults, as well as giving its approval for Americans to get any of the three vaccines as a booster shot, no matter what their initial vaccine was. And one last story we're following. It was a difficult day yesterday in a South Florida courtroom where the shooter who murdered 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland and injured 17 more people pleaded guilty to murder and attempted murder. 23-year-old Nicholas Cruz surprised and angered some by directly addressing the families of the victims in court. He faces at least life in prison but could be put to death. That will be decided by a jury, and jury selection for the sentencing will start in early January. That's it for us today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Sometimes we like to tell you about other podcasts, like Today Explained, a daily news podcast from Vox. Every day, the team picks one essential news story, and host Sean ramos speaks with some of the world's best journalists, academics, and policymakers to help us make sense of it. You can listen and follow Today Explained in your favorite podcast app.